the 374th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Howdy, Jen Reno's, and welcome to episode 374 of the sport of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm butchering things already. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox, even though I'm going to hopefully ditch that name soon after all the dogs I'm hitting. Uh, this episode is going out to one of our friends in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, Blackish, who hit, uh, he's, he's always hitting massive bets and, and saying print, 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 because um, he's always printing, um, printing money with his picks. He had a couple of big ones. This past weekend on the UFC, I already forget what they are, so I'm going to introduce my co-host. <laughs> what they are is Daniel Gumby Reland. I think he had an Elvis Brenner KO prop, which I think was 18 to one, and then uh, Renat by first round sub, which I think was also like 12 to one. So uh, yeah, big ones. Uh, and then I promised yep. him I would shout him out, uh, give him an episode. So he he's got one now. There you go. Yeah, I don't think I've given Blackish one, and he has he has cute children as well, so he he deserves that <laughs> enough so for for his children to hear. Um, if you have cute children, get on our Discord. Even if you don't have cute children, get on our Discord. Uh, maybe an episode will be dedicated ad- to you. Is in that the an advertising we're doing? Do you have cute yes, children? if you have cute children, get a Discord. <laughs> Send us pictures of your children. That's what that's what we're gonna say, Dan. Is, we, I want to stand I, behind that. Don't co-sign. Like if you want, like if you're. If, <laughs> If you're you're watching fights with your kids, you're like, oh hey, my kids are watching. That's fine, but I am not. I am not out here encouraging people to send me pictures of their children. All right, fine. fine I, just want, I, just, um, I just want to be on record saying I'm not. I'm not asking for pictures of your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You made it very clear, very clear. Um, how were your PFL picks before we get on to the to the LFA this week? So no PFL last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, yeah, it was you're, you're two uh, weeks Cage off. Warriors. It was Cage, Cage Warriors. Warriors. They were they were four and zero. I swept the board. Um, what? Yeah, Jack I didn't England. know that. I wasn't yeah. setting you up or anything. Wow. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, the the first three got finishes, and Darren Stewart took a decision in the main event. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with the odds because we had one of those episodes where I play guess the odds. Um, which do we have to do again this week? Uh, looks like it. Yeah. I don't see, okay. I have yeah. odds for a couple of fights, just a couple for some reason. It's weird. Okay. Leave me off of them. Uh, and then yep. you can tell me if I'm right afterwards. Cause I, I have yet to see anything. Um, and the, the viewers like that. So, uh, I, we did that with cage warriors. I expected Jack Eglin to come in a lot closer to an even money fight. He wound up being like negative 200 by the time of the fight. Um, I expected Darren Stewart to come in as a dog. Um, by fight time, he was like negative 120, uh, which was, not great. Uh, I didn't think Reese McEwen would be quite as big of a favorite as he was, and he was. Um, my Andy Clamp one was pretty much right on, but I had a little bit of trouble uh, finding lines I liked. But the fact that all four of them won, you sweep the board. You can't ever be disappointed in that. No, nope. You can't get too uh, too greedy with these things. So uh, this week, best best we got is uh, LFA going down this week. I I love this LFA card. There are a handful yeah, of people on this one that I, I'm pretty excited about. So I'm actually checking if if there is actually odds for all the fights now, because for some reason only odds for some of the fights were posted. Where I was looking, I may 
what's the main event? Is Nito, right? Nito, Nito. Yeah, Geraldo, right. her, Geraldo Nito. All right. Well, I'm I'm not going to give the odds right off the bat anyhow, so I can always uh, do this on the fly as uh, as Gumby uh, Gumby tries to guess the odds. Before we do all this, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as a Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Maybe one of these fighters could use some. Maybe Jefferson Nascimento could use some Bird Dogs. You never know. Everyone could. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's bird dogs, B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S dot com slash P-O-O-L for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take the bird dogs off. We promise you. How about you tell the people why you're so excited about this card while I jot down the up-to-date odds? Go. Oh, you've got up-to-date odds. Look at that. I um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's lots of things to like about this card. There, there are just some like Brazilian prospects who have kind of been at the cusp of being uh, on the big regional or on the, the big scene. And... All of the fights uh, are at weight classes, or at least all the the fights towards the end of the card are at weight classes that are, you know, like fun weight classes to watch. So like today we're going to talk about a women's straw weight, a women's fly weight, and then we're going to get men's 45, 55, 70. Um, there's also a good 25 fight on the, on the prelims that I'm kind of excited to watch. So it's just like, it's a lot of the great weight classes. We don't get to see this many Brazilian prospects all that often. So uh, yeah, I like it all. Good. Perfect. Uh, this is one of the Brazilian cards, and it has two title fights on it, too, as well. So let me break it down for LFA 162. Nito versus Antunes. I assume it's Unes is at the end of his name, right? It's not Antunes. I think it's Antunes, but... Antunes. Yeah. Friday, July I've been, I've been wrong before. No, no, no. Don't tell the people that. All right. It's happening Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, UFC Fight Pass. Going down from Genacio do Palvillo in Cajamar, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Ever been there, Dan? I have not. No. I mean, me neither. Haven't been in South America. Um, all right. 14 bouts. We're going to break down the top five fights on the card for you, starting with a women's flyweight bout, Fernanda Barboza versus Estefani Almeida. A couple of classic Brazilian fighting last names. I will tell you about Almeida. Eight and two, five knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. This is her LFA debut. She's won six of her last seven, including her last fight, which was via uh, submission. Uh, but that was back in November of 2018. She's been gone for five years almost. Oh, one of the contender series, which was in 2018 as well. Was a regional champion, used to fight up at Bantamweight, plus 130. Barboza, eight and You five, just told me. <laughs> oh, I did. Crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm so automatic with these things, right? Oh, well, oh my God. you didn't hear me. Uh, Bar- <laughs> you didn't hear. Barboza, eight and five. Two knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out once. This is her LFA debut as well. <laughs> two, two and oh, and two and two over her last four. Regional champ. He's fight at featherweight. Two years younger, three inches taller, seven inches of reach on Almeida. Uh, what would you have guessed? Well, now I would guess negative 155 for, for 160, Barbosa. but yes. But what yeah. would you have guessed? Do you have an idea heading into this? So I, I, I had, um, so I had Almeida at probably like plus 150. So that's actually a little bit lower okay. than I would have thought. Um, it, and I'm actually going to tell you guys, I, I like Almeida as a dog in this fight. 
I think um, where's she been for five years, Dan? I, I don't know where she's been for five years. Uh, that that obviously super alarming, um, especially because like she lost, she bounced right back in there, she won, uh, and then she just disappeared for five years. So it's not like she lost and she was like, ah, fuck this, and was like, I'm not gonna fight anymore. Like she she's been around, so I I, I don't know who who knows. Maybe she had a kid or something like that. I got no idea, but um. The, the thing is, is she is, she is really good. Um, like I, I think people sleep on how good she actually is because she, she fought on contender series, as you mentioned. Um, and when she fought on contender series, she got the unfortunate circumstance of having to fight Talia Santos, um, which is like a, a heavy ask, right. To fight Talia Santos, uh, on the contender series. And she went the distance she didn't win because Talia is, you know, obviously crafty. Some people argue Talia Santos is the, the uncrowned champion of the UFC right now. Um, but like Almeida had some good counters for her. She like stuck her with a couple of overhands. The the thing you'll notice about Almeida is that like she's got good aggression. She sometimes just throws like one punch, which is a little bit of her issue and probably her biggest issue when she fought Talia Santos. But she's got a really nice jab and her head movement is good defensively. So she's like, she's a sharp looking fighter, even if like maybe not the most nuanced. Like she does the little things right. She moves her head, she throws a jab, she stays off the center line, she moves forward. The types of things you'd want on a regional fighter who's fighting for your money. Barbosa doesn't do very many of those things. Her hooks, um, and actually, for that matter, her straights, they're like a little bit slow. Um, like it, you, you can see them coming from a ways. Um, so they're like telegraphy and they're not, they're not fast when she does move forward. It's not in like little baby steps. So it's like, not like she's bouncing on her feet and she's athletic. It's also not like she's using it to close distance. Um, and it makes her extremely hittable. Sometimes her feet are just too close together to like do anything meaningful. As a result, it gives her really bad striking defense. She gets hit with a ton of counters, um, in a ton when she's like moving in, um, and she's got really bad takedown defense for that matter too. So I don't know that Almeida will go to the takedowns. Uh, I, I think perhaps she probably won't, but I will tell you, I, I think she's going to be way better on the feet than Barbosa. So, uh, yeah, give me Almeida even at plus plus one thirty. I, I think that's probably still a good number. Um, I would have liked it. Like I said, I thought it was going to be plus plus one fifty or higher, but, uh, I'll, I'll take Almeida at plus one, one thirty. Hey, shop around. Maybe it will be, or maybe it will be by the time uh, the fight gets closer um, to our to our eyeballs. Uh, let's move to the men's lightweight class: Jefferson Nascimento versus Italo Gomes or Gomez. I'm not sure which one it is. Do you know which one it is? It's Gomez. Gomez. All right. I will tell you about. I got to switch up. Usually, it's always dog first when I do these breakdowns. But since we're going to make you guess once in a while, I'm going to switch it up, Dan. So don't just don't assume. <laughs> don't assume. Gomes, I might just come right out and tell you by accident too. Uh, Gomes is 12 and three, <laughs> two, two knockouts, seven submissions, never been finished in a fight. One and one in LFA, four and one over his last five. He did win his last fight via TKO. Used to fight down at Featherweight Regional Champ, four inch tall in Nascimento. Todiano, Todi, T O D Y N H O is his nickname. Any idea? Yeah, I'm, I'm told by uh, one of my. Uh, Brazilian writer friends that uh, this is a type of chocolate drink in Brazil. Oh, okay. It, it, <laughs> it translates as everyone if you just do a translator on it. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, the drink is for everyone, and so is now Cemento, apparently. He's 9-0, three knockouts, three submissions, 2-0 in LFA. Both of those were or actually he's won two straight via finish. One of those was not in the LFA. Um, used to fight up at welterweight. Don't have age or reach info for him. He's a man of mystery. All right. Guess the odds and I'll tell you the odds. Um, so if if I had to guess this one, I, I think um I think Gomes should be a slight favorite, probably like negative 135. If you can get him anywhere near that, uh, I like that quite a bit. Uh, do you do you want to tell me now? You want me to do my whole breakdown? Yeah, you're, you're going to like it even more because I'm giving you Gomes at plus 115. Get out of here. Really? I am here and I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. Yep. Oh, so break okay. it down. That, that, that's surprising Um, because here's the thing I will say is, is Gomes is definitely a better wrestler than Nascimento. Nascimento so badly wants to be up against the cage. Um, Like his... uh his strikes almost seem to just be a means to an end. Like he wants to get inside, but like that, not really good at doing it. Once he is inside, all of his takedowns are like uh high body lock kind of deals. He, he doesn't adjust well to, to shooting takedowns. Um, whereas Gomes is, is like an actually a decent wrestler. He's also way longer. Like he, he's, he's going to have a pretty substantial reach advantage here. He's got really nice kicks to the body. Um, I, I do worry a little bit that he wants to be grappling too much. Um, cause it almost looked like he wanted to jump guard on Melky Costa. Um, by the way, he has a win over UFC veteran Melky Costa. Um, it almost seems like he wanted to jump guard on Melky Costa. Um, but I would say like, he, he's going to have an advantage in a whole bunch of different places. Um, he wins fights on the mat all the time. He's got submissions and arm bars and he's slammed a dude out before and like, I just think he's got a ton of advantages here. So, yeah, I, I think if you can get him at dog money here against Nascimento, that that rules. I'll, I'll take that all day. Look at this. Back-to-back doggy dogs. Let's see if we keep it going. Gummy's never picked five for five dogs, but, hey, who knows? He doesn't – he's going in here blind, so you never know what's I, happening. I know – I know uh, I won't get <laughs> – I know I won't get five dogs here. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, another good uh, classic – Brazilian MMA last names in this fight. Uh, going down to featherweight, we got Wellington Prado and Marcio Barboza. Um, three five-minute rounds, featherweights. I will tell you about Prado, Predador, Predador, P-R-E-D-A-D-O-R is the nickname. He's 13-2, and two, three knockouts, eight submissions. He's been submitted one time, the only time he's been stopped in 15 fights. One Nola LFA, he's won three straight and seven of eight. He's not lost a fight since November 2019. He also is a pro grappler. He's a year younger than Barbosa and an inch taller. Barbosa Ticoto is the nickname. 13 and 2, 10 knockouts, 2 submissions. So he's finished almost everyone. And he's been finished in both of his losses. Two knockout losses for him. 0-1 in the LFA. 3 and 1 over his last four. Got TKO'd in his last fight. Used to fight down at Bantamweight. Okay. What's your guess here? So I think uh I think Barbosa's probably got to be the dog here. I- I'll say um not substantially, though. Let's say. Barbosa's got to be plus 175. Barbosa plus 160, Prado minus 200. So very close. Oh, okay. Right on. Right on. Um, so yeah, I, and I'm going to I'm going to go dog again here. Uh I I know oh, I said I wasn't going to Yeah, I wasn't going to keep going dog, but I'm going to go dog again here. Um because look, Barbosa is deadly. Um this is a dude who hurts people and, and you know, I, it's funny because in the last fight, I took Italo Gomes, who, who actually has his, his last losses to Prado. And Prado is long and does a lot of the things that Gomes does well. 
but the the thing is is that like for me two things uh, is the biggest problem is that like Prado would give up takedowns to Gomes who I just mentioned is a better wrestler um he's really good in scrambles Wellington Prado is um but apart from that like nothing really to write home about he's like a Muay Thai stance guy fights left-handed scrambles well Barbosa rips your legs and in addition to rips his legs he's got good takedown defense and I will say this he had Gabriel Santos knocked out he had him all but knocked out in the first round of their fight and now Gabriel Santos is out there looking you know again Gabe Santos is 0-2 in the UFC but let's let's make sure we're talking about his 0-2 appropriately too because first of all I think he beat Lerone Murphy lost that split decision and was beating David Onama before he got knocked cold and Marci- uh, Marcio Bar- uh, Barbosa hit him similar to the way that uh, that David Onama did. He just hit him so freaking hard, went to follow it up, just wasn't there. Um, so, like, at plus 160, do I think he could hit Prado like that? Absolutely. And the fact that I think he can stay away from, like, the scrambles. Um, because he, he stuffed a double in the last fight I watched. I don't know how he'd be against the body lock, but being that he's the shorter guy... I don't think he's going to have to worry about Wellington Prado getting in on a, a body lock on him. Um, Cause he's going to be lower and, and more compact the whole time. So yeah, give me, give me Barbosa. That's, that's three straight dogs. I didn't think I took three straight dogs cause I thought Gomes was going to be a favorite, but I'll take it again. Yep. Fantastic. And it leads right into us being sponsored by underdog fantasy. This happened last episode too. Fantastic. Um, best ball mania four is here. That's also fantastic. And underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. That's more than fast. Fantastic. Underdog pick them is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on underdog and underdog is available in so many States head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to hundred bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right. It's title fights time. We'll see if Gumby likes dogs in these fights or not. LFA interim strawweight championship. Tell us why it's interim, Dan. Like I was. Uh, Ju- Julia Palastri got signed a contender series. As I'm pretty sure why okay. this one's at, uh, uh, currently vacant. So they're waiting, waiting to see if she gets signed. Then, right? Yeah. Although this yeah. one isn't oh. listed as a. Um, this one isn't listed as an interim, right? It is. Oh, on, it, it on does the say topology. interim. Yep, yep, you're right. Yeah. It does say interim. Good point. See, I'm right sometimes. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes Gumby's wrong. It, it's rare, but it does happen. All uh, right. We got Rose Concepcion. Is that how you say it? Sure. <laughs> Not Ron Concepcion. Rose Concepcion <laughs> versus Elaine Lopes or Lopez. Five five minute rounds. Straw weight, 115 pound weight class. Lopez. I think it's Lopez. We'll say she's six and one. Three knockouts, one submission. She's been submitted once. So that's her only loss. Oh, one the LFA, and now she's in a title fight, just like the UFC. Um, she's won two straight fights, used to fight up at flyweight, and is a pro kickboxer. Uh, that's how you say her name. I've decided six and oh, one knockout, two submissions, one lone LFA, was regional champ, used to fight at flyweight, three years younger than Lopez, four inches taller. Don't have reach info for her. Go ahead. So, Concesiao so is going to be a pretty big favorite, I think. Let's say negative 225. Uh, 245 so you're right in there yeah okay right around there um and, and it's because um Concesia, or uh lopez rather lopez is a good kickboxer let, let me start by saying she's going to be way better at kickboxing than Concesia, um for a couple of reasons number one 
she's got really, really, really quick hands. Um, she also uses her leg kicks better. Um, and, and you also see Kinsei out um, just like she leaves her chin up a little bit. So we're going to see Lopez look good on the feet. But the bottom line is she looks very bad when she's grappling. And I do mean very bad. Um, you know, like she was good enough to beat uh, Alex Pajeda's little sister in a kickboxing match. Um, like, cause she used to be like a straight up kickboxer. Um, but in her only LFA fight, she fought, uh, was it Dana Cardoso? She fought, I think it was Dana Cardoso. Hang on. Let me, yep. Uh, it was, and she, she looked good again, look good on the feet, quick with her hands, doing all the things right. And then the minute Cardoso shot that takedown, it was there. Uh, she got right on her. And then in the second round, she's like, well, why don't I go right back to that again? Got on her, really good choke over so uh, the thing about this fight is yes lopez will be better at striking she's gonna look good as long as it's on the feet but concesiao is good enough on the feet with like a, a plain one two combo that helps her close the distance i don't like that her chin's way up in the air but she is very high energy she gets right in your face she's always bouncing around she shoots huge double leg takedowns. Uh, and all of those things sometimes make her tired in a fight, um, which is a huge concern, obviously. But I think because she's like, she closes the distance so well and bounces so much and gets right in your face. Like, even if Lopez is a better kickboxer, I don't think she's going to be on the feet for more than like 30 seconds in the first round. I think she's going to have to defend a whole bunch of uh, like submission attempts in that round. And, and the thing is, is like, Kinsesiao has some submission victories on her record. She's got a couple of them. So, like, I think we're just going to see Lopez trying to defend those take or those uh, submission attempts the whole round. If she does, like, maybe she's got a chance in the second, or maybe she's got a chance in those 30 seconds to start the fight. But, like, to me, that's her only chance. Like, she has to sting Kinsesiao on the way into a takedown, and she's probably got to knock her out, because I just don't think she's going to put a body of work together enough to beat Kinsesiao. I don't, I don't think she can defend takedowns long enough. So uh, I, I like Rose Kinsesiao in this fight. I don't know that I like her at negative 245 to play straight up. I might have to pair that with something. But uh, yeah, like I, I think she's going to win this fight. Boo, going to be picked a favorite. Not cool. All right. I'm going to pick another one in a second. Boo. <laughs> LFA welterweight championship of the world. Geraldo Nito versus Vanilto Antunes. Five five-minute rounds at 170 pounds. Antunes, 15 and six, 13 knockouts, one submission. So he's a finisher. He's been finishing all of his losses as well. Two knockouts and four submissions. That's how he has lost. He, this is his LFA debut. He's won two straight fights and three of four. Both of his wins have come via finish. Both of his last two wins. Multi-regional championships on his... Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Finally, got to say it. And he's four years younger than Nito. Nito's nickname is Luan Santana. You know who Luan Santana is? I know who Carlos Santana is. I actually know two <laughs> yep, people named him. Carlos Santana. Really? The uh, guitar player and the baseball player? Yes, correct. <laughs> yes. Um, Luan Santana apparently is a Brazilian singer, pop star. Apparently. So like, so. I don't so like know why Car Nito's so, name's that. So like Carlos Santana. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Um, all right. Nito is his real name, last name. 17 and 6, 9 knockouts, 7 submissions. He's been knocked out 3 times, submitted twice. Both these guys are finishers and do get finished often as well. One and only LFA. He's won 5 straight fights, all via finish. He's not lost since March of 2021. 
And you made his pro debut and uh, MMA debut 2011. Who's the favorite, Gumby? It's Nito. He, he should be he should be negative 400. Minus 300. Uh, so you can, even better. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a good enough number. Um, and and that makes it good parlay field. Look, it, the bottom line is is like he he throws really long punches, which I I don't love about him. But Nito throws really long punches. Um, and he does it to close the distance. Once he's closed the distance, he's gonna shoot and he's gonna be in on a takedown. And and Tunis, his last loss. If you go back and you watch his last loss, his takedown defense is atrocious. Um, it's like really, really, really bad. He got taken down very early in that fight against Wilker Lebosh. And um, I mean, he got taken down repeatedly until he eventually got submitted. And I just think there's no reason to believe NATO shouldn't do that and then become the, the welterweight champion. I will say of the LFA champs, because, you know, LFA champs prime for being signed here. I, I don't know that I would like co-sign that I definitely want NATO in the UFC after this. Like he's, you know, he, this is going to be his first time as champion and he's probably going to have to defend before they give him a call anyway. But like, again, his striking just, it, it doesn't look that good. It, it's really long and it's a, clearly a setup to just try to get him to the grappling. Um, like Concepcion, like probably could hang with her energy in the UFC. Um, although I, I swore off of women prospects last week. Um, but NATO, just like, yeah, he, I mean, he's going to be way better than Antunes is. Um, but I don't know necessarily that I'm like backing him as like a guy for the future. Maybe he will change your mind after his performance, right? Maybe. Although I, I'll just say this too. He was, he fought in Brave for a little bit. One in three in Brave. Um, and and lost to some, yeah. And he lost to some guys he shouldn't have lost to. Like he lost to this guy, Rafael Souza. It was good, but not great. He did lose to Ikram Aliskarov, which we're going to like give him a pass on that one. Um, but like, you know, just didn't look everything he should look like. Um, but Antunes has, has fought way worse competition and should be having a, a much tougher time here. Okay, that's a recap. Nito, minus 300. Concessiao, minus 245. And then it gets fun. Uh, Barboza, plus 160. Gomez, plus 115. Almeida, plus 130. Fantastic, Gumby. Yeah, that, this is a good card. I will also say, too, um, just from the perspective of, uh, although you have the odds in front of you, right? Um, do, so yeah. maybe, maybe you could, maybe you could tell me, um, it, okay. is, is there a decent line on, on Gabriella Fujimoto? I had the odds. Let me see. Uh, Fujimoto. Oh, that's a good name. Um, yeah. not, Gabriella not name. Fujimoto. Is she Gabriella, Brazilian and Japanese? Yeah. I, I have no idea. I think so. But I've seen her fight a couple of times. She's a killer. Um, it, if you get, oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, well maybe throw her in a parlay. Um, but anyway, throw her uh, in a parlay. If you're watching the prelims and enjoy watching Gabriella Fujimoto, she's only like 20 years old. Um, and in the two or three fights I've seen her in, she looks great. So uh, check out Gabriella Fujimoto. Fantastic. Fantastic. And check us back out on Wednesday. We'll be back with, assuming Gumby survives July 4th, Independence Day. I assume you'll be drinking and shooting things like all the rest of Americans will, right? Blowing things I assume, up. Isn't that all Americans do, right? That's what you, that's isn't, that what you day, guys, so. isn't that what you guys did on Canada Day? We did. We did yeah. for sure. The um, smoke so is with... still coming down here. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> that, that's not a joke this time. Um, so I assume with it 
um, July 4th falling on a Tuesday. People are just going to take the whole week off, right? No work will be done over the next starting, I guess, starting uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago, Saturday was when work stopped being done, right? No, no, nothing, nothing closes down really. No, it's not. It's pretty much, it's pretty much the huge. All right. Well, we'll find out how close to the huge it was when we come back on the fifth Wednesday, we're going to break down a big, big, big UFC pay-per-view event. We we, uh, went through it quickly in yesterday's episode, but we will give you our picks for it this coming Wednesday. Uh, Until then, the discord is a place to be to chat with us. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord, Uh, Twitter, SGPN, MMA, Jeff Fox, writer, and Gumby Vreeland are the are the handles to hit. Top Thread MMA podcast will be dropping in your ear holes very shortly, within the next couple of days. Um, you have a preview for it this week, or is it going to be a surprise? Yeah, it might, it might already be out because uh, with the holiday oh, yeah. on Tuesday, I might drop it on on Monday. So if you're listening to this, you might be hearing it already. Um, I'm talking with Chelsea Chandler again, who is always a fun time. Um, the Nate Diaz trained Chelsea Chandler. Um, and, uh, she's got a fight coming up at UFC Vegas 77, if I'm getting the numbers right. So the week after, um, UFC 290, and then I'm talking to contender series interviews have started. Uh, I'm talking to Peyton Talbot, who is uh, a fun one. You're going to enjoy him. So, uh, make sure you check that out. All right. Fantastic. Uh, check out my Substack. You can get all my MMA writing into your inbox and you can get the enter a free pick'em contest for the UFC every week and win valuable prizes. That's moneymma.substack.com. And if you refer your friends, you will you can get free subscriptions there. So we have a free tier, but you can also you can get into the paid tier for free. Uh, and then all good things in sports gambling world is that or are at is that no are at would be more appropriate. I think sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I'm going to finish talking now, and Gummy's going to take it away. All right, I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He's Brazilian chocolate drink, Jeff Fox. And we (laughs) will see you on Wednesday.